shark, swallow you whole. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. Find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. Ten thousand dollars for me by myself. For that you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. You yell shark, we've got a pile on our hands on the 4th of July. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of the boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. A what? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. Now, I'm not saying that this is not the shark. It probably is, Martin. It probably is. It's a man-eater. It's extremely rare for these waters. But the fact is that the bite radius on this animal is different than the wounds on the victim. If you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, that means you are in the Jaws Obsession, where we are here to share with you, prove to you, convince you, or remind you that Jaws is the greatest movie of all time. And we are less than 15 weeks away now from the big reveal, from the big, uh, the big uh, purpose behind this uh, broadcast that's coming out to you. The excitement builds. I had a uh, really good couple of days. We're going to make this a quick show because um, we are moving steadily along with the top secret project going on here. Log, what did I log here? I logged one, two, ten, four. I logged 16 hours in the last two days, and um, everything's flowing pretty good. I had a um, couple of inspirational moments uh, over the last week, and um, we are we're doing really we're we're moving we're moving ahead full speed. So it's uh, it's very exciting, and I can't wait to reveal and share with you what is going to happen and how we are going to bring everybody, you listening to this, are going to be a part of something big here. It's going to be very exciting. So uh, let's get into this. Uh, first, I want to welcome Australia and Japan to uh, the two of the countries that came on board the JAWS Obsession this last week. Um, what's cool about some of the software that we have here is when we do a broadcast, we can uh, beam it out across the planet from all the various platforms that we're on, whether it's Spotify, uh, YouTube, uh, Audible, Amazon Music. We're waiting on some other ones to uh, get approval. But um, what is apparent is um, people are listening, and that's great. So we just had uh, Australia and Japan pop up and added to the list. And uh, so Australia is now number three with uh, most listens behind the United States and Great Britain, which means JAWS is a worldwide uh, film. Jaws is appreciated across the world and uh, people like to talk about it. People like to hear about it. And that's why what we are going to be doing 
uh, on episode 20 is going to be bringing the world together to make something possible, of which we can't really reveal. We don't want to ruin surprises here. So we're going to uh, just uh, keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep talking about aspects of Jaws until we hit episode 20, and then we might be taking a different tone. So until then, let's get on with the show. Big question. Do great whites roar? Do great white sharks roar? Do they, ma- uh, do they make sounds, if any? And what some noises do they make? That's the question we're going to be answering on this uh, episode six of the Jaws Obsession. But first, before we get into that, I wanted to highlight the artwork that's found on the website and give credit where credit is due. If you've gone to our website at jawsob.com and gone to our various pages, you'd see this uh, wonderful, um, surreal Jaws art. And that was uh, that has been on loan to us uh, by an artist named Lee Hartnup also known as Goat Boy. He is a great digital artist, and what he does is these fantastic uh, Jaws renditions, uh, surreal alternate angles, alternate takes on the Jaws world. So, And uh, if you've been to our website, you've seen the brilliant sunsets with the orca and uh, just some fantastic art. And, and uh, he's a big inspiration to myself in uh, doing all of this. And we're hoping to uh, continue with him. And I told him, I said, Lee, we got it's your stuff is so brilliant. We I have to draft you. I have to um, I have to bring you in on this team that we got that we have building here, in order to make this uh, purpose of the Jaws obsession possible. And uh, he's been uh, gracious enough to come on board and. Uh, let us uh, sift through his collection. So uh, if you want to go see his stuff, you just go to Facebook at Goat Boy Jaws, and that will take you to his photos. You can see his portfolio there, and, and it's just some amazing art there. And uh, just it makes you appreciate uh, just some what kind of talent the Jaws world can produce. That's one of my biggest uh, perks of doing this broadcast is that we get to dive into not just the world of Jaws, but the fans of Jaws. And the fans of Jaws are a very resourceful and entrepreneurial people. And we have just, there's a blend, there's just a whole world of, of knowledge out there, but talent. And, and it comes out in so many ways. Uh, that's what Jaws brings out of people. And it's great. It's great to see. And Lee Hartnup is just one of those people that are in that in that Jaws world that can inspire you. So go see the amount of sheer amount of work that he puts into his artwork, but also the creativity, the uh, how it gets your imagination rolling. That Jaws was just a movie, but there were other things going on out, out in that world, in that Jaws world that we knew. So um, this might get your imagination going. So I urge everybody to go over there to Facebook uh, at Goat Boy Jaws and check out the photos. So thank you, Lee. And uh, he makes us look good. And we're going to try to continue to do that into the future. So let's get on with this here. Uh, really, really quick. This is going to be a quick episode. Last episode was pretty hefty. We had uh, that was the uh, John Melius episode and um, generated a lot of conversation off that. So um, we're going to stay light and uh, this week. So um, we got a small topic here, uh, one that I always wanted to get to. 
Uh, this almost piggybacks off of episode one where we were talking about the uh, sound comparisons between the uh, original stereo uh, soundtrack off the theatrical release of Jaws and then when they redid the audio of which now the Blu-ray version has a 7.1 uh, digital uh, digital sound, which is where they redone the set, where they went in and they revamped the sound effects. And um, everybody has their own opinion. I think they're horrible. So I always try to go to the original. Um, if you listen to episode one, we kind of dove into that. But this one, we're going to dive into it just a little bit more. Okay, we're going to unpack it a little bit more. Do great whites roar? Do they make noises anyway? If you watch Jaws, there is a couple of scenes. Uh, there are a couple of scenes where um, the great white, uh, the uh, the shark of Jaws actually makes a sound as it passes by the camera. Um, there's actually two sequences, one where they're, they're running down the shark and Quint puts a, um, a second barrel into the back of the shark and the shark kind of goes, swings across the camera and it makes a sound. The next one is when it smashes into the sinking orca and it has a face-to-face -face confrontation with uh, Chief Brody. And Brody um, is bashing it with the uh, scuba tank. There is a sound that comes from the shark then as well. Now, uh, I believe that the original uh, sound design people had it pretty much right. That the, the great white, actually there is a sound that, um, that comes out of a great white when it is near the surface of the water. And to prove that, we're going to go to, let me get right over here. I have, the, uh, I have a book here. Uh, this was a book that was a gift from my sister, Kalina. Uh, it's titled Shark Life, True Stories About Sharks and the Sea. So Peter Benchley put this uh, book out back in, uh, let's see here, 2005. I believe this, yeah, this was uh, 2005. It's a book aimed more at, uh, more at children, um, like junior readers, but it's um, very basic stories of sharks that Peter Benchley experienced along with his family, with his wife, and uh, his children. The one I have highlighted here, because when I read the book, um, page 37. So we're just going to read from here really quick. Page 37, quoting from the book. Just then the shark raised its head and lunged upward, and Wendy found herself nose to nose with, perhaps 24 inches away from, the most notorious, hideous, frightening face in nature. The snout was smeared with red, bits of flesh clung to its jaws, and blood drooled from the sides of its mouth. The upper jaw was down, in bite position, and gnashing as if trying to climb the rope. The eyes as big as baseballs were rolled backwards in their sockets. Great whites do not have nictitating membranes. As the great body shook, it forced air through its gill slits, making a noise like a grunting pig. End quote. So there it is, from Peter Benchley himself, from his experience with great white sharks. Quote, as the great body shook, it forced air through its gill slits, making a noise like a grunting pig. Uh, that's from Shark Life, True Stories About Sharks in the Sea by Peter Benchley, 2005. So when I read that, I said, well, that makes sense. That's what I always thought. I've, personally, I've never seen a great white in real life. That's on my bucket list. But if you watch the original Jaws, that's kind of makes sense, is that you have this big cavernous body at the surface, and it's going to be uh, uh, taking gulps of air at the same time as it's has its mouth open. And as water is rushing in, it's going to have that sound, uh, that hollow sound of air escaping out of a cavern, kind of like um, 
kind of like the wind, a, a, a roaring wind sound out of a cave. And that is exactly what the sounds that they were doing, uh, that's exactly the, that's exactly the sound, um, I guess the, the feel of the sound design of the, the original Jaws back in uh, 1975. And I have some of those sound clips queued up here. Let me just go to my sound card here. Okay, so we have some comparisons, okay? Um, and I'm going to draw some, some comparisons here. So we're going to actually hear the original sound design for the shark and then what they uh, did with the 7.1 surround sound. What they did was they kind of uh, beefed up that sound, and if, if I'm not... Uh, and made it unrealistic. It's going to be up to you. I mean, every, it's, it's everything is, um, is uh, to each their own. Everybody's has their own perception of what they're hearing. So let's, let's get on, let's get on with it. Okay. So here's the, uh, here's the two different uh, isolated sound uh, segments where you hear the roar. Um, the first scene is when Quint puts the second barrel in the shark from, from the pulpit of, uh, of the orca, the great white shark, the great white swings across the camera from right to left, and you hear the sound of the shark. So this is the original sound from 1975 Jaws. There it is. Let's do it again. So if you heard it, it's sort of like this. Uh, it really kind of has that faint roaring sound of a of a, of a, of a wind tunnel, kind of what Peter Benchley was describing. The the shark makes a sound like a grunting pig from air being forced through its gill slits as it's as it's on the surface, but um, biting away. Um, here is the seven point one surround sound that they remade here. So they really didn't butcher it that bad. They kind of enhanced the original sound. Let's listen once more. So you, you, you hear that as Quint's yelling. You hear the shark as it comes across the camera um, with the uh, air escaping and water rushing in. It's going to make that, it's going to make that sound. Um, my moment of contention was later on in the movie when... Uh, Chief Brody is battling the shark, and um, these are the sounds that come out of that encounter. From this is from the original 1975 uh, two-channel stereo sound. That's first one, and then this was the second one. So if you heard that at the beginning, just really quick, listen right at the beginning. Okay, so you see how they had. So you see how they had that that roaring sound, but it's almost windstorm, wind uh, a wind tunnel roar. Okay, which is kind of right there. I I like that. I, I like that. It, there is some sort of sound. There would be some sort of sound if some giant twenty uh, five foot shark is uh, pretty much coming up out of the surface, and uh, air is going in and sloshing around. There would be some sort of sound coming coming from that obviously obviously it's not a vocal uh vocal sound from vocal cords but there are, is some sort of wind sound now the problem was is when they read when they redid that scene here's what they did so it went from this 
1975 to this. Now, if you listen to that, that's, what are you doing? You know, I mean, what do I, I, I'm hearing a little bit of tiger in there. Maybe, you know, maybe a drawn out lion or something like that. But I mean, little subtle, right? 1975. And then they go, Hey, let's beef up the sound for all these, for the, for the fans. Let's make this experience uh, crazy. And, uh, but the people were working the sound probably were not the same people that were involved with the original movie. And they just went with, uh, and it's like, come on. All right. All right. Come on. It's just not, it's not, uh, you know, of course a shark's not going to roar. That's not what they're doing. All right. So, um, so that just goes to show you how, um, how easily Hollywood can get out of hand with Jaws, as we saw in subsequent sequels, um, how if you don't respect the material and if you don't respect the content and you don't do the proper research, it's, um, it's going to get out of hand and it's going to become unrealistic and it's going to be laughable. So that's something to keep in mind that even Hollywood with, the, uh, with their uh, millions and millions of dollars, of fancy equipment and the best professionals in the world, if, if you don't care about the subject matter, things will not come out the way they're supposed to come out. That's what I took away from doing the research on this episode. That's pretty much what we're trying to do here at the Jaws Obsession. Uh, when we get to episode 20, you're going to, uh, you, yourself, the listener, and uh, the people that we are assembling together, we are going to be able to uh, respect material and hopefully, hopefully not allow Hollywood to run away with this great movie that we have, which is Jaws. And without giving anything away, we don't want to give anything away here because uh, we, have, we have a time schedule here. It's just something to think about. When you have something that's of great, that, that is very special and is coveted by many, by many pe people around the world, and we were raised with this movie, we just don't want to see Jaws disrespected. We want to see it treated like the national treasure that it is, right? I mean, that's all. Show me the way to go. I'm tired, I want to go to bed. How can you not want to sing along on this? The movie Jaws is copyrighted property of Universal Studios. Any references and sampling from the movie Jaws in this episode is intended to fall within Section 107 of the Copyright Act. Copyrighted materials are fairly used for the purposes of criticism, comment, reporting, teaching, and research. The materials used here are protected by the Fair Use Guidelines of Section 107 of the Copyright Act, all rights reserved to the copyright owners. And that's it for episode six. Remember to go to JawsOB.com. Follow the links there on our contact page to our Telegram and Discord channels. I'm always hovering around there. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always go there, leave a comment. We can start a conversation there. Uh, you can find a complete archive of the show notes, links, more for each episode, and, and do your own deep dive into the world of Jaws. So... Let's get those questions and ideas, maybe some possible future episodes, into JawsOB2025 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, farewell and adieu, and by all means, show me the way to go home.
Shout out to the engine. Show me the way to go. 